You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com and at www.thefireplacechurch.org, where we meet every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and, beginning September 11th, every Friday and Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, a number of you may have noticed that last week we had a, a problem and that when you went to the fireplacechurch.org, the YouTube, it, there was no stream. The stream did not connect. It did not go through. You were not able to watch the Fireplace Church service. It did still stream live at YouTube, but it seems that there was a glitch, some kind of uh, backdoor problem that happened, um, not allowing the YouTube feed to, you know, copy itself over and stream live on our website like usual. Don't worry, we've fixed it. And I do apologize to all of you that were disappointed last week at the fact that you could not watch the Fireplace Church at our website like usual. Um, sometimes technical failures just happen. There was nothing that we could do about it that night um, in order to fix it. And so just be confident. It is, uh, it, it's is—it's been addressed and things are going to continue as they have been. So we're really excited about September 11th because, man, that is the start of the Sunday evening service where all of you that don't come on Friday night but want to come can come. We're excited to have you at the Fireplace Church. And you're going to find that it's a lot of fun. You don't realize how fruitful 
group discussion can be at times until you're part of it, you know, and we get to uh, talk about some really cool things in our groups. We have um, just captivating questions every week, d- detailing things that were addressed in the uh, sermons. And of course, you have interesting people like you that listen to people like me. And just imagine a group full of people like you and me <laughs> talking about the gospel of the kingdom. It, it, that, that is what the Fireplace Church is. And it's part of every service. Um, immediately following the service. You just click a button and you are in making new friends. I'm telling you, we built this platform for those of you that said, Daniel, we need a church and we do not have one locally. What do you have for us? Well, now we have thefireplacechurch.org. So be sure to connect with us there. I want to say a few things before we get to our guest today. Listen, we are continuing to expand full throttle, folks. We are now looking at the acquisition of some kind of building. The reality is that the Fireplace Church is filmed in my kitchen. Not my, well, not my kitchen, but my dining room. And the, the reality is, if you see me on, on camera, you know, and I'm talking or whatever, what you do not realize is that I could literally just take two steps to the left, push the button on my toaster, and pop some toast. I mean, it's that in my house. It it is in my house, in my house. But of course, with our green screen and lighting and production, you would never, ever know that Dan is just a few feet away from his toaster oven. And you know what? I have a really cool toaster oven. As a matter of fact, sometimes I think maybe I'll just, you know, reach over and it looks like I'm grabbing it out of thin air, but it's just where the green screen stops and (laughs) pull toasters into the (laughs) production. But this is how we've done it. And we've done three productions um production weeks thus far and that's how we do the fireplace church we will film a bunch of church services all at once why because i have to fly walter king our director of production in from chicago in order to be with me during the filming if we have any guests we'll also have them travel to my dining room and we are filming the fireplace church which by the way will be featuring dr cr oliver and dr rob ruckert in the fall going into the winter as guest speakers we've already filmed all of those and they'll be coming in 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 weeks and months to come you'll get to enjoy their ministry just like you've had the opportunity to enjoy dr preston bailey at the fireplace church Uh, We are just really excited about everything that we've been able to do, but it's time to move forward. Why? Because the reality is, guys, we are looking to make some significant moves and changes. We are looking to begin centralizing things in Texas. Did you know that Bride Ministries does not even have an office? Like, all of our operations are run out of homes. I do what I do out of my home in Texas. Nikki, my administrative assistant, and now Sally, who are now both working with Bride Ministries. Many of you that listen have gotten an email from one or both of them. They live in Michigan. Walter, my director of production, obviously lives in Chicago. That's Illinois. Um, Our finance guy is living in Florida. Nobody works in an office. We, We don't have any kind of centrality. That means that I work twice as hard as the normal person that does what I do because I don't have the convenience of actually having people where I am 
It's real uh, interesting situation we've worked ourselves into total decentralization. But I'll tell you what, we are moving into a, a time period where centralization seems to make sense. And we're having some backroom talks about how this is going to all play out. But what we're going to be doing is looking to move into a building. And I'm believing God that I'm just going to get a building. <laughs> you know, that's, that's when you get into that faith level where the Bible says he's going to give you cities you didn't build and vineyards you didn't plant. Well, um, that, that may be the way God does it. I'm believing for it. We may also get into a building another way. I don't know yet. We are not that far into this, but what we are believing God for is a building for sure because we are going to want to be filming the Fireplace Church in somewhere that is not my living room and dining room. It's like one big thing because I have an open floor plan here. So the uh, the reality is, though, that we also want to begin work on this DID coaching school, which is going to require a lot of filming. There's going to be a lot of production, post-production. We, we're going to want to um, bring some people on just for that. And then other components that are going to play into what's beginning to be birthed as the media studio. And uh, it's what the way it looks is that we're going to be kind of um, unpacking both the DID coaching school and the media studio somewhat simultaneously in order to accommodate all the production that's going to be needed for the DID coaching school. Um, now, you know why we're doing a DID coaching school, folks? Because it is apparent we had a three-phase plan to help survivors. It, this was one, to create a community of DID coaches, two, to build a facility where people that have dissociative identity disorder due to satanic ritual abuse, government-sponsored mind control agendas can come and stay if they cannot heal in their current situation, and three, to reproduce that around the world. What we've realized, there's some steps missing. We need to train people. We need to articulate how people will get helped so that there will be an army of people raised up that can actually help and not just not help, but very genuinely not help. And there's been a lot of Christians that have just not been equipped to help survivors. They don't know what to do. They try prayers that don't work uh, because they don't, they're not hitting the mark. Um, it, it, there's just a lack of understanding of the totality of what it means to minister to a survivor, what is actually going on that they've actually been through. And um, we need a school that's going to take people to the other side of this conversation, to the, to the place of, okay, we are now administering victory through faith in Jesus' name. And so um, that's why we have to build a school. We'll, we'll never get to the facilities around the world if we don't have the army of people to staff it, man it, and execute it. And that's where we're at right now. And um, so, you know, the way we want to do the media, the uh, DID coaching school is by filming modules that will become available to anyone around the world via the internet. We, we're not going to necessarily mandate that people come to a specific location to attend our school. We want to equip people all over the world as fast as possible. And of course, internet is the best solution for that. So we're looking at building this whole thing. Um, we, we're going to have a lot of post-production to do, a lot of filming to do. This is why in conjunction with this agenda, it just makes sense to be launching the media studio. It's this going to be a lot of work. Folks, um, the reality is we are building solutions where solutions do not exist um, in a mainstream way. In, and, and I just want to encourage you. Look, we are 
really plowing ahead in a, in a lot of directions. You know, it, it, getting into a building costs money. Having employees so that we can have a realistic responses to those of you that are reaching out to our ministry, contacting us for different reasons, that costs money. It, to, to help survivors um, overcome the most horrific abuses imaginable, that costs money. We're investing in all of it. You know, I ran the numbers the other day. I said, what would it cost to take everyone that is on the Bride DID coaching waiting list off the waiting list all at once? Um, well, realistically, that would force us to expand our budget by literally over $20,000. Not one time, every month. That's what it would cost. It is not cheap to do what we are endeavoring to do and to help people the way endeavoring to help them. And that doesn't even include what it's going to cost once we begin to get housing, once we begin to get live-in situations, um, and once we begin to branch into... <laughs> I want to provide legal help and, and literally fight legal battles on behalf of survivors at a certain point. You know what? I'm kind of tired of the testimonies I'm getting from groups like the CPS, Child Protective Services. They're like not protecting anyone. They're literally sabotaging the children of survivors and keeping them in situations where children are being abused. And there's like no solution on the legal front for some of these things. Folks, we're, we're looking at how God can use us to make a difference in the lives of people that are really suffering. And um, I'm going to tell you something. All of it costs. We're spending real money to do what we're doing. We want to spend more to do more than what we're doing. And if you want to be a part of that, if you want to partner with us, look, I'm not saying that I expect after this I'm going to be bringing in 20 plus thousand dollars a month. I I I'm just believing God that we're going to continue to see increase so that we can help the survivors that are reaching out to us, so that we can continue to produce the Fireplace Church, which has a weekly expense, ongoing budget cost. We can continue to pay the employees that we do have, um, th that we can get into a building and, um, you know, <laughs> it's a lot. Folks, if you go to bridemovement.com, thefireplacechurch.org, either place, there are donate buttons. We are going after big things at Bride Ministries. We refuse to believe God for any less than the best, any less than huge. The vision at Bride Ministries is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Folks, we're after nations. We're after huge impact in ways that will affect millions of lives ultimately. We're going for it. And I'm telling you what, you partner with us and we're taking you with us. You can also, if you you know want to, write us at P.O. Box 362 Nash, Texas 75569. That's P.O. Box 362 Nash, Texas 75569. We don't have an office. I don't have a building, but I do have a P.O. Box. <laughs> and you can write to us there. We'll get it. Folks, that's all I have for you for now. We're going to get to our guest in just a minute. You are listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Bavall.
folks, we are back on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, and I'm really excited to introduce to you uh, somebody that has not joined me on my program before, but I had the privilege of meeting this gentleman when I was in Australia a few weeks ago. Now, I was in Australia primarily to do spiritual warfare. I did some preaching and conferencing in Port Macquarie. I met Adam Thompson in Adelaide. He is the author of an international bestseller, The Divinity Code, along with his co-author, Adrian Beale. He also has written two other books, The Supernatural Man and From Heaven to Earth, Walking as a Spiritual Highlander. Um, you could check them out at voiceoffireministries.org, thedivinitycode.org, and fieldofdreams.org.au. And he has a remarkable grace, not, not only to minister in the realms of healing, divine healing to the physical body, but also through the prophetic, particularly in the realm of dream interpretation. And today we're going to be getting into dream interpretation a bit. We're also going to be getting into a lot of the things that God has been stirring up on the inside of him in regards to what he is doing in the body right now. And uh, for those of you that have been following me for a while, you will know that I've been on this thing called Sheep Nations. And I and I've simply said this. I believe that Sheep Nations are going to be entire geographies that are heavily influenced by the kingdom of God reigning in and through the hearts of men. And I haven't articulated that a lot, but if you've read my book, you do know I have some thoughts on that. And I'll tell you what, I am not the only one hearing the Lord speak in this way, folks. And so without any further ado, Adam, it is a pleasure to have you on the program. Welcome to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you having me. It's really a real privilege to be here. All How right. are you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic, brother. It's really great to have you on the program today. And, um, you know, you are uh, quite an accomplished minister. I, I'm just really excited to have you. I mean, you've been on Sid Roth. You've been all over the U.S. You've been all over the nations preaching, ministering, healing, and, um, you know, it, it, the prophetic and doing impartation, training people, um, taking people through prophetic schools. It's, um, you know, I just want to give you a few minutes to let us know a little bit about how God took you into the ministry you're doing now. Well, what happened with me is that uh, I, I'm, I've been a Christian for 30 years now. I became born again in 1986. And um, <clears throat> I... Uh, uh, had an encounter of becoming born again, speaking in tongues, went to Bible college, uh, did all the um, the right thing, which I thought at the time, which, you know, it was the right thing, but God had a different plan. I, I basically uh, initially went into business because I thought I was, um, my calling was to be a businessman. And uh, I went into, into business for uh, several years, but what happened, uh, long story short, I had this encounter in the living room. Uh, the Lord Jesus stood before me. Um, uh, I was in a dark place because I sort of lost focus. Uh, we can all sort of come into a place in our life, especially if you're making money and you're doing pretty well, you can lose focus. But I had, I come to a place where I was just in a dark place. Uh, probably the t traditional way of saying um, when you're in that place is that I was backslidden. Um, uh, but what happened was I, I, 
I really cried out to God, and I had this uh, visitation of Jesus. And through this impartation that I had in the living room, uh, it's a long story, so I'm just going to give it to you in a, in a real quick outline. Uh, I basically, uh, I asked for wisdom, and I had this impartation of wisdom. And initially I thought, when I, had, when I come out of this encounter, I thought to myself that... Um, that I was going to be an intellectual genius, um, and and I, I thought that uh, wisdom was when you ask for wisdom from God, you're going to get natural wisdom. But what it was, it turned out to be wisdom to understand the mysteries of heaven. And um, when I received this impartation, I basically come to a place where um, I. I, I couldn't stop speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. So I, I sort of had this re-baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I couldn't stop speaking in tongues for, uh, for I would say, for around two years, and um, probably more. And after that, I had this um, uh, ability to understand dreams and visions. So what would happen, for example, I'll be in, you know, in a cafe, and uh, I'll overhear it. There's someone's dream, and I just I knew what the dream meant, and I I, I used to say, "Hey, excuse me, I know what your dream means," and I I, I would tell them what it means and have a prophetic word with it, and they say, "That is a hundred percent true. That is so accurate. How did you know that?" And I said, well, "I mean, I don't know how I knew that. It was just <laughs> the uh, it, it, it's the Holy Spirit." And what happens from there on? through this experience through this journey i realized that we can all have this this is just something that um comes through the baptism of the holy spirit we all have we can all move in this supernatural wisdom that comes from above and um uh jesus said something in the gospels he said he was talking about solomon he was talking about uh, <clears throat> how great Solomon was, and everyone come to hear him, hear his wisdom. But he said that there's one greater than Solomon here, which he's talking about himself. And that one greater than Solomon is in actually sight of all of us. Once we become baptized in the Holy Spirit, we actually come into into that realm of wisdom and revelatory knowledge where we can understand the language of heaven. See, heaven has a language, and uh, we we speak in the Holy Ghost here on earth, but Heaven has a, a supreme language which is far superior than our language. And God can speak to us plainly. He can speak to us in an audible voice, but he does speak to us in parables and he speaks to us in mysteries because God wants us to search out the mystery. He wants us to seek him out. And once we come into revelation, it can change your life and it can bring uh, mm. it can bring healing. It can bring, bring deliverance. It can bring... Um, when I say deliverance, it, it brings you to a place of having a sound mind. Well, amen. Um, and I know a number of people that have gotten a lot of instruction from the Lord in their lives through dream interpretation and through learning how to walk with the Holy Spirit through that. Now, let, let me just ask you this, okay? Um, I actually ha happen to think that... Uh, Dreaming can actually be looked at almost like a calling or an office. The Bible says, should a prophet rise among you or a dreamer of dreams? I, I just wanted to know, what are your thoughts on just how significant 
a person's ministry can be in that realm? Well, I believe it's very, very significant. I believe that the whole body, uh, when I say the body, the, the body of Christ should rise up into that realm of understanding it corporately. I don't believe, look, I know there's different offices of, of, of ministries like, um, you know, prophet, evangelism, teacher, apostle. Uh, but I do believe uh, we all can hear from God. Mm -hmm. right? uh, Moses, in the book of Numbers, he was kind of a prophecy, but he wished that, he said, I wish that God will put his spirit on all men and uh, he will speak to all men. Um but that actually was kind of like a prophetic declaration that sort of happened through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Uh, Peter quoted the book of Joel, the prophet Joel in Acts 2. In the last days I pour out my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. So it's very, it is very essential for the body of Christ to come into this. Uh, there's a man called James Watt who is the last, was the last remaining elder of the latter rain revival um he he um ministered with branham and uh, and all roberts and he was the the, the actual elder of the latter rain revival he he had an encounter in in israel where the lord appeared to him and said to him that uh in the last days the last outpouring of of, of the revival that's coming uh, dreams and visions is the key of it and uh, he basically went away and thinking of he you know he wasn't he was quite sort of a um had a traditional pentecostal method but he thought wow this is the word from the lord that dreams and visions is the key to the end time outpouring of of billions of souls so he tried to find the right book and he couldn't actually find anything that sort of suited him but then he stumbled across our some well, actually someone sent him our book and he was our first endorsement he was the first person who endorsed uh i should say our book and um he basically uh he since then he's passed away but he told us we had received impartation from us but he believes it's very important for everybody to walk in the realms of dreams and visions and in the prophetic because the prophetic is, is is attached to dreams and visions and many levels because you can have deliverance through dreams and visions you can have financial breakthrough through dreams and visions you can have healing through dreams and visions i had a person come out of a coma who was brain dead and it's in one of my books documented and uh, they cancelled the funeral through a vision encounter that i had um so god has called us all to walk in this realm mm. uh, Jesus was a seer he was the prophet of all prophets he saw Nathaniel by the fig tree I believe supernaturally he saw him in a vision before he met Nathaniel he saw the, the disciples straining at the oars now with a natural eye you can't see that from the mountain so he was a seer he was a prophet of all prophets and uh, I believe through the resurrection power God has handed us the baton and we just need to receive it through faith and uh, I believe that we can all have this encounter to walk the way Jesus walked as a seer prophet moving in the realm of dreams and visions mm -hmm. okay let's talk a little bit about um, the, the idea 
that dreams and visions can go uh, beyond personal direction and into larger scale works, so to speak. Um, okay, so you mentioned that dreams and visions would be the key to unlocking things in the last days. Now, I know, I've, I've actually done a lot with visions. God has shown me a lot of visions. I, I have that um, discerning of spirits way more than I think I personally, just this is just me, um, have, have God speaking to me through dreams. But um, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for um, the vision component and some dreams that have gotten me here. Now, how do you see that, you know, playing out? I mean, what is the Lord beginning to speak to you about that in respect to things coming in the last days? Well, I, I believe um, that we have, as I said before, uh, I'm not sure this is where this, um, before the interview, but we are, we are um, gateways. We are actually gates. Uh, we are called to be mature believers to to move in the realm of the dreams and visions. But when I say this, is that see a lot of immature believers chase signs and wonders. Now we've all done it. You know we've all sort of get mesmerized by healings and miracles, and we and as we, we, we I believe it's awesome when you see that and you see the the miraculous break out in the meaning. And but when we're you know in a growing stage and we are all growing still but when we're in the early stage of our growth we we tend to sort of chase signs and wonders and i've seen a lot of believers chase signs and wonders and and the miracles and you know the gold dust and things like that uh, but i i do believe as we grow up in the spirit and we become mature believers god doesn't want us to chase signs and wonders that's why jesus said that a wicked generation looks for signs or asks for signs and uh, the only sign they're going to get is the sign of Jonah. And uh, I believe God is raising up the body of Christ in the last days to move in a realm as being individually being signs and wonders. So um, God said to me, he said, Adam, I'm training you. I'm equipping you to become a sign and a wonder rather than you um, having sign and wonders manifest around you and having people chasing that. It's actually you become a sign and wonder, and you lead, and you actually become an icon rather than an idol. An idol is something which is, um, you know, by default, some people in the in ministry ministries uh, can be become idols where they people look to for answers. They look to the leaders for answers. But what basically uh, what God's called us to do is become icons. An icon is. It's something that's on a desktop computer or on your on your on your iPhone or Android. When you touch it, you click on the icon. It's a little it's a little symbol. It leads it leads you to something bigger, a bigger program. So God's called us to be icons, and when people are drawn to us, as as we are signs and wonders, and people are drawn to us, we point to a big picture, which is the King of Glory. We lead people into the intimacy of, of God and dreams and visions play a major role of that because I believe that through my encounters of dreams and visions is that the atmosphere around us change 
atmospheres change. So, um, you know, I've had this, for example, I was in a, in a church in Virginia and uh, we were ministering um, in Virginia and uh, I had a vision of, uh, the, uh, I had a vision of a demonic, uh, uh, it was actually a demonic presence that was actually uh, uh, binding up the whole area uh, with with drugs, drug addiction. And I went in the spirit and I saw this thing and I, I actually, I rebuked it and I, I bound it. And I actually publicly said, there's a principality in this whole area that's going to be taken down. Um, I saw it in the spirit. So we got the whole place to pray and decree over this thing. And what happened the next day, pretty much that night when we when we decreed and we tore this thing down in the spirit and we drowned it in the blood of Jesus, uh, a major drug lab got busted that night and was raided and got shut down by the police. Wow. Um, okay, pause there. You said... I went in the spirit. Now, one of the things that we see in the very beginning of the book of Revelation is John in chapter one saying, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Significant. We often read right over this language, but I want to ask you, Adam, what do you mean by you went in the spirit? Okay. I'll spell this out. It's very... We, you know, I teach this how to go into the realm of the spirit, and uh, it can happen um, to some people um, without them having the knowledge of how to do it. And you know, spontaneously, someone can have a vision. Spontaneously, someone can have an encounter. Um, but what happens is that uh, you know, John chapter four, Jesus spoke to the woman of the well. And uh, they had a sort of bit of a conversation at the beginning about where we need to go to worship the Lord, you know, our forefathers. She said, our forefathers said, we go to this mountain. You say, you Jews say, we've got to go to Jerusalem, to the temple. And uh, Jesus said, no, there's a day coming where we can worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So through the, um, through the resurrection power, we can step into the into a place of worship and go in the spirit through worship, and this is what I do. I'm just giving you, telling you out of my experience. I can come into a place of worship, and then as I after I worship the Lord, I can come into a place where I start just soaking and just lying there and resting in His presence. And what happens is, and I don't know if you've experienced this or not, Dan, Daniel. I'm just not I'm not sure if you had this where you you've had a long day. You come into the place where you're worshiping or you're meditating on the word of God. You can meditate on the promises. You can worship him, take communion, and you can come into a place where you're sort of laying there and you're not you're not going into a full sleep, but you're just about to, and you're not awake. You're sort of half crossing over into that sleep mode and all these images, and you can have these images and these encounters can come to you in that place where you're not awake, you're not asleep, you're crossing over into a sleep mode, and all these images start running through your mind. Have you ever experienced that, Dan? Well, um, what it sounds like to me is you're purposely dropping your brainwave state yeah. uh, from beta where it begins and life is pre 
pretty typically lived into alpha and then below that. And, um, you know, uh, the answer is, yes, it, 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 at times, you, you know, in deep prayer, that's exactly what it can feel like for me as well. It, it's you go into, you, you're actually really abiding in the presence. Yeah, it's a trance. You actually come into a trance. And when I say trance, it's actually scriptural because in Acts chapter uh, 10, Peter on the rooftop was in the presence of God. He was with his friend Simon the Ten, and he was actually on the rooftop in the presence of God, and it says he fell into a trance. And that's when he had the encounter and the, the visions of the unclean animals came down, and the Lord was giving him a vision regarding the Gentiles, but it was in a in a parable form. It was in, it was symbolic. Now and P, and uh, Peter woke woke up and he actually had to get the interpretation for it. Mm, 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 mm. I just have to ask this question um, before because actually I, I want to share a story too because what you said earlier was just awesome about the, the yeah. whole drug thing. Um, yeah. Okay, so when you go about it this way, where you relax to a point during prayer where you're in the presence and it's you're almost in that place between waking and sleeping. What is different about your approach to this and, say, a New Age meditation or a Buddhist meditation or something like that for those that are asking that question? Okay. Well, Buddhists or the New Age, uh, witches can actually tap into that realm as well. Um, the difference between us is that we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we made up a body-mind-spirit. Uh, I believe that I believe that your subconscious mind is attached to your spirit man, right? It's part of your spirit man. I believe, from my experience, I'm I'm, I'm a bit primitive because I was, I believe the Lord taught me in the desert, in the wilderness, I should say. Uh, so I've never had any schooling along this. This is just what God has shown me. Is your mind? It's sort of kind of like a, a it's kind of like a desktop computer or a laptop. Your mind is the hard. Uh, your brain is the hard drive. Your mind is the operating system, and your subconscious mind is like the Gmail. Okay, so the Gmail is is attached to something bigger. The Gmail on your phone, if you click on it, it goes to a bigger entity, which is Google. All right. So your spirit man is in you, and I believe. You know, it's, it's it's connected with with the kingdom of God, something bigger, all right. And I believe your mind can be uh, attached to that as well, but it's it, it it actually determines your your day to day, you know, your, your own will, what you want to eat, what you want to wear. But there's a spirit man that's inside of you, and it's attached. Some people say it's in your, it's it's in the center of you. Some people say it's in the back of your head. I don't believe anyone really knows where it is, but I believe this spirit man is your subconscious mind, right? So when you when you go into that realm, right, you are actually born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you go into that realm, and you always ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I decree the blood of Jesus around my life. I thank you, Lord. And now through worship, I believe you're safe by doing that, okay? Because what happens is that your spirit man is when you go into that realm, your spirit man or your subconscious mind is more alert to the eternal realm that's around you. It's like we're antennas, if you, you, you know what I mean? We're antennas. It's, a bit like a, uh, it's like a, 
uh, a two-way radio. It picks up stuff around the whole region, if you know what I mean. So mm. when you go into that trance and you're worshiping the Lord, you go into that trance, your spirit man is is actually becoming more, you're becoming more aware of the eternal realm and your spirit man is actually, is aware of it and picking up stuff that's around you, if you know what I mean. You can actually see demonic powers in the heavenly. Some people say second heaven, which is not really in the, in the scriptures, but that Paul the Apostle talks about the third heaven, so therefore the realm around us is the second heaven. You can pick up stuff in the second heaven. I like to call, don't like to call it the second heaven because I believe there's multiple realms in that heavenly, in, in the second heaven. I believe there's multiple realms, there's multiple kingdoms of darkness that surround in that realm. But when you go into that, when you go into a place in the Holy Spirit where you're waiting upon him, you can pick up stuff in the heavenlies. You can have encounters of the third realm. It's uh, you ask the Holy Spirit to, to 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 speak to you, and this is what I do, and that's when He'll show me these things that are going on around me in the area, and and He'll show me what's going on, what God wants to release into a meeting. He'll show me this, you know, He could show me storehouses of of limbs and body parts. He could show me in the heavenlies. He could show me the plans of the enemy. What's he about, what's he about to do so I can reverse the plans of the the enemy and mess up hell. So this is how I operate. This is how I roll. But you're always got to do it through worship and come into communion with the Lord. I take the bread and the wine. I ask the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus to protect me. Uh, but the new ages tap in that same realm as well. They do, and they can see the plans of the enemy. But what they do, they can stir up fear, and they can actually prophesy those plans in rather than we as saints. We can mess up hell and shut them down, if you know what I mean. So, so let's, say, let, let's say we look at it like this. Um, let's say there's a big crowd of people uh, standing in a field, and that field can just be navigated by any kind of person. And... and so the Christians are looking at that field of people and the uh, New Agers are looking at that field of people and the Christians say, well, we've we got to stay away from that field because we're not allowed to go there and the New Agers just go and navigate the field because it's there to be navigated. But that's right. everyone that's Christian is just standing on the side of it. You're saying that with the Holy Spirit, God can take us into that same field of you know whatever I'm saying people because it's practical, but we're talking about a spiritual realm, and with the Holy Spirit there can be operations that advance God's kingdom in that plane. Yes, right. Hmm. Yes, we can clear a path in the Spirit. <clears throat> we can. We have the authority. It says we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Ephesians one. So we we have it. We actually have the authority. We're not angels. Angels are actually. Um, uh, angels are different to us. We're actually we are heirs to the kingdom. We are we you we're part of the royal family. Right. We have the same measure of as Christ because we're in partnership with Him. Because God um, did the whole redemption power of man through Jesus, so that we can reign with Christ. So we can go in the Spirit, and we can we have, we, we believers got to understand how much authority we have in Christ. Now. I want to get into this. Um, okay, Daniel and Joseph as types, um, models, if you will, of how God plans to use that realm of dreams and visions to influence things on a major scale. 
Can you talk about that? Yeah, well, um, you know what's amazing about Joseph's story, and I love Joseph's story. It's one of my favorites. He he had the wisdom to understand uh, the heavenly language, and he went through trials in the early stages. You know, as you know, uh, he was a little bit of a big head, showed off with his brothers, had a little bit of pride, but God. Um, when you look at Joseph's whole story, the whole outline of it is is a parable of Christ. You know, his brothers actually, initially, a brother threw him in a pit. They betrayed him. And then he was raised up to the right hand of a throne. All right? and, he, and he governed. So the thing about Joseph is what I love about Joseph. He actually, he was filled with wisdom, the same wisdom that I asked the same wisdom that we can all have that comes from above. And um, and Joseph, when he stood before Pharaoh, and even Stephen in Acts chapter 7, he, he quotes this. He said that um, Joseph stands before Pharaoh with great wisdom. And when you have the gift of dream interpretation, and you have the gift, the prophetic gift in any form, I've seen this happen so many times where someone has a great gift, but... They don't have wisdom. And uh, I've seen uh, people operate in the prophetic gift, but they don't really, they don't, they, don't, they don't really know how to really deliver it and they don't know, not, know what to do with it. It becomes kind of like a party trick. Dreams and visions and dream interpretation without the wisdom and revelatory knowledge, without knowing the heart of God or having a glimpse of it, that's all I have is a glimpse of the heart of God and that's changed my life. But if you don't have that, then dreams and visions is just, uh, you know, really, it's a party trick. It's just, you know, you can get caught up in the gift, and we've got to be careful we don't put the, the horse, uh, put the cart before the horse, I should say. And uh, what happens is that um, Joseph, when he stood before Pharaoh, Pharaoh had this dream that destruction was coming to Egypt, and um, uh, Joseph interpreted the dream. And he was so accurate, and all the magicians couldn't do this. They didn't know what it meant. Didn't witness to Pharaoh, but 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 Pharaoh had this kind of impartation when Joseph interpreted his dream. And Joseph, the dream interpretation, gave Joseph his freedom. So the dream interpretation gave Joseph his freedom. He could have just walked away. Said thanks a lot for that. All right, see you later, guys, and walked off, and they would have all looked at each other, the magicians and Pharaoh, and they would have said, now what do we do? There's destruction coming. The one thing that Joseph had, which really is the major core of his whole life, is he had wisdom. He had wisdom to bring solution to the problem. And so the dream interpretation gave joseph his freedom but the wisdom the wisdom that joseph had to have the solution to the problem gave joseph the whole nation so i mean you you think about it you got pharaoh who arrogantly claims himself to be god on earth and you know there was uh, a supernatural dimension with the whole thing with egypt because truly they reckon when they did look at Pharaoh in the eyes, they did burn up spontaneously, combust. It was demonic. And uh, 
Joe's, uh, Pharaoh claimed to be God on earth. But you think about this. Pharaoh, who claims to be God on earth, looks at Joseph and says, I don't know a man that's so endowed with the Spirit of God as this man. I mean, that's a big call coming from Pharaoh. Huge. So Joseph was a man who came into that same place of just being in his presence. You know, everything around him, things turn into turning to um, to dung around him. You know, I mean, you think about it. He went through hell. And then, but he still had this intimacy with his God. That's the key. I want to challenge people out there. If everything seems to be going haywire or, or hell's breaking loose and you feel like um, you're not getting a breakthrough, just be, be, be intimate with your God and be faithful in that. That's all he wants. He just wants, he doesn't want your gift. He wants you. The gift overflows out of that. And I'll be, I mean, I'm going through some stuff at the moment too where um, I had a witch confront me uh, oh, fun. In, in, in our church. Uh, I came to our church and there was some confrontation. Another guy called Daryl, uh, is a good friend of mine who is part of our church, uh, he picked up she was a witch as well. We had a few problems. But what happens is she stormed off angry out of the church. You know, a few days later, uh, sorry, the next day after that, I'm about to move into a house, and I get the keys. And I'm about to move into a house. I open the door, and there was human dung, sewage, flowing through my new home. I'm about to move into because it all came up out of the, out of the drains oh. into the house, flowing through the house, oh. and and this is the the street. This is this is the streets sewage went through all the all through the drains of the house and the shower bathroom and just flowing through the house. Can you imagine how would you feel? You got to move, oh, come um, on, man. and then the and then the landlord says you got nowhere to live. You're going to have to get a caravan. I mean, this is the sort of stuff. I'm not saying that you're going to have this stuff, but that God allows some stuff. He's not the author of this, but the enemy hates our guts. He wants to slap us down and discourage us. But this is the time to become intimate with your God. Well, and I'll tell you what. Um, that is that is the right message, Adam, and. and uh, those that listen to this podcast, I mean, let me tell you something. <laughs> we have a lot of people that are battling witchcraft, voodoo, Santeria. Um, we have a lot of people trying to break free from satanic cults and all that. I mean, that is the audience that we are finding that we are reaching at Bride Ministries. And intimacy with God is a key that unlocks yeah, yeah. everything. And that's and that's what jo- and that's what unlocks the wisdom and revelatory knowledge mm. coming to that place where you look through the heart of the father's lens of his heart and you can you just like joseph stood before pharaoh and he would have just been full of love as well and mercy mm. you know and and that's what that's the key and joseph that the wisdom that joseph had got the whole government of egypt and that's to answer your question this is what the church, the bride, is going to be raised up in in these last days corporately where they're going to have influence and just just blow out, blow the minds of these leaders and favor is going to come upon you and they're going to be drawn to you because there's no answers out there and they're not realizing the king of glory is in, in you. That's the key. When they're drawn to you, again, getting back to the icon, you point to Jesus. Adam, your uh, illusion of of us as gates, which comes from scripture, is is really great. Um, this is exactly the thing. 
What Christians need to realize is that we are an access point to a greater kingdom with greater resources, greater abundance, greater revelation, (laughs) greater inventions, greater strategies, greater, greater, greater. For all the wisdom of all the dark powers that they can, uh, you know, muster however they access these guys. The mind of Christ, I mean, literally supersedes them all. And the Bible says, who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct them. We've been given the mind of Christ, Adam. That is so key. People, I believe, will come to a new level of operation when they recognize what they are connected to. That's exactly right. But they won't know it if they don't get intimacy, Adam. That's right. And another key to that, it's real that is our identity comes out of that and um, the revelation of Jesus Christ the image of God also expresses the the identity of who they are who we are and we can operate from out of that realm from being above seated in heavenly places it says in Colossians 3 set your mind on things are above where Christ is seated and that's where we are seated in principle in the spirit we operate from out of that realm and that's when we start to govern the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Talk to me about Daniel. <laughs> not, not just because he's my namesake. I, I, I know that <laughs> we talked about this before the <laughs> Talk to me about Daniel. And prophesy, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Um, go ahead, man. Well, um, what I love about Daniel is that uh, he, you know, I mean, it's to to move in the realm. What I'm saying is going to happen, and it is happening. As you saints out there, believers, um, you 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 really want to have influence over over the society, over over you know councils, over counties, I should say, over governments. It is actually it is a life where there's a storm around you. I don't mean to put you off, but it's actually an exciting one. I love it, actually, in a way, because uh, when you come into a place of trials and you feel like this is it, God always delivers, and he delivers me. And he allows this. Again, he's not the author of it, but he allows it because we have overcome, right? And as we testify through this that, God saved us from the lion's den. It's like Daniel was an amazing prophet that actually had that intimacy with his God. He didn't bow the knee to the government, government uh, the government of Babylon. He didn't bow the knee to that. He he was very stubborn, which I love Daniel, how he just kept the intimacy with his God. And what happens is that uh, the accused, as you know, the accusers came out of the bushes and they tried to accuse him, shut him down. But God always delivered him. But through the testimony of the miraculous that happens with Daniel around him is that, uh, again, the government officials were mind, were blown away. See, you know, I've got, we've got these street preachers in Adelaide in South Australia. You know, God bless them. God's going to bless them because they, they're preaching the gospel. Everyone who preaches the gospel is going to be blessed, all right? Uh, and I'm talking about the pure gospel, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, some of them I see that there's a, there is a little bit of um, 
there was a little bit of lack of wisdom, I should say, when they preached the gospel. Uh, and out in the street, cold calling, standing on a box. I think those days are over. I do. I think, uh, you know, when you come up to somebody, have you found Jesus? You know, that most of them will say, well, I didn't even know I was lost, you know. Um, but, um, you know, the, it, it, those sort of days are coming to an end. That's a, not, that's a different, there was an era where that worked. But I do, do believe, and, and look, no, I'm not being disrespectful. I believe, I preached in the streets for three years myself. So, um, and there's fruit in it, and you will have fruit in it. But what I'm trying to say is, is that there's a new era coming. See, the thing about Daniel, he built relationship with the leaders of Babylon, with the government officials, the king of Babylon. He, there was, it's all about relationship. And the relationship was one thing, but through the relationship, there was supernatural encounters that was displayed the, the power of God was displayed before these leaders. And as you read in Daniel, they said, there's no God like the God of Daniel from this day on. You know, I decree this. There's no God like the God of Daniel. And this is what I love about Daniel is that he wasn't, um, he wasn't just, you know, preaching his beliefs. It was his influence and the relationship he had with them but even on top of that, through that relationship, he had the ability to display the power of God. It was supernatural relationship he had with him. And that's what brought the favor, the favor of God upon him. And what I love about Daniel is he had the similar type of angel, and it was Gabriel, but he had the angel that brought insight. And, um, you know, he, he wrestled, you know, and uh, he was in the spirit but he had this revelatory angel. I have one of those revelatory angels. I believe there's trillions of them. I believe there's there's not just one. I believe there's many of them. All right? uh, John the Apostle had the revela, revelatory angel that came to him and uh, the real, revealed the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. And even John you know, fell down and went to worship the angel and said, don't do it. So these these are these are ministering spirits that are assigned to release revelation, to release insight, and the revelation can open up doors to bring miracles, to bringing bringing a display of signs and wonders on earth. And that's what I love about Daniel. He he had this revelatory angel that was with him. It was Gabriel. He said, "I come to bring you insight. You're highly favored. You're highly esteemed before the Lord." And that is through the intimacy. And uh, if you want to become highly esteemed before the Lord, God loves you anyway. He loves you regardless. He loves us all. But if you want to be highly esteemed and, and start to come into encounters and, and ask the Lord for angels around you, when you start decreeing his word, angels respond, right? But that comes out of the intimacy. And that's what I love about Daniel. He was a man that was intimate with his God. He never bowed the knee to their gods, their idols, their idolatry. He never prayed to any idols. He just he just kept the intimacy. And even though there was a storm around him, God delivered him. So that's that's what I love about Daniel. There's a lot more to it, but we could probably sit here for an hour and talk about Daniel because he's just such an amazing, amazing man of God, amazing story. You told me um, that you see the Lord showing you how the bride is being raised up. 
out of the system of the world. I want to close this uh, interview out on this just talking point, and you can go as, as deep or as, as surface as you want on this, but I, I, I just want to get there before I let you go. Yeah, well, you know, um, this is something the Lord has revealed to me, that um, the church is not going to look like what it looks now in 20 years from now. All right? This is a word, a word of the Lord. It's going to look completely different. So fasten your seatbelts, or buckle up, I should say, in America, um, is because, in a good way, because God is bringing a change. All right? Because the West is buckling and there is a new world order that's trying to come in and i won't mention any names of religion but i think you, know, you might know what it is but it's a new world order coming in that um uh that it comes in a form of peace but it's actually uh it's actually buying its way in i believe it's the uh, uh as it talks about in revelation it talks about the the um the harlot um, of Babylon, where the nations are drunk uh, with the with her wine, I believe that um, um, that there are influences overseas. Uh, there are governments that are influencing the West with money, oil money, right? and um, and I believe the West is just looking at the short term fix of having financial financial. Um, breakthrough and you know being relieved from their debt but not knowing that there's a religion behind these nations that are coming in trying to muscle their way into society and take over and the political correctness is paving a way for it right and at the end of the day uh, we won't realize a lot of these people the governments won't realize what they've done and i think it's happening now in europe if you know what i'm talking about i won't mention any names of, of religions but it is happening so um, my concern is that um, there's going to be, a, unless the body of Christ changes, the West I'm talking about, changes their thinking and ri rise up supernaturally, there's going to be persecution. I'm not, I'm not a man of prophesying any negative stuff, but I believe it's just, it, the Lord show me this, the persecution will come. However, this is the positive outcome. We will be protected if we come into the intimacy with God and we come into that place where we are understanding that we are from above and not below, where the head and not the tail, see the Jews understand this. That's why some of the most wealthiest families in the world right now, they talk about you know, the richest man uh, in the world. I think Bill Gates was listed there for a while uh, and they're talking about this through uh, you know, this is a, this is a registration through the stock exchange, but there are families that are far beyond that wealth. There are families I've heard that are worth about eight hundred eight hundred billion dollars. Some of these Jewish families, very wealthy families, and they have influence over the reserve banks. They have influence over nations, and that's why the Deuteronomy. That's a manifestation of the scriptures of Deuteronomy twenty eight. You'll borrow from none, lend to many. Right, and the Jews understand that. They 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 put the scripture, um, they put it in a um, 
uh, in a kipper, I think it is, around their head. And they actually, as a symbol of just getting it embedded into their mind, so they understand um, that principle. But the, the West, the children of God, the Christians don't really, I don't believe a lot of them get it. And I believe we're coming into a stage where God is bring, raising up a new breed who are going to come in out of the intimacy we've been talking about today. God's raising up a new breed where we're coming into that place of understanding the seed line, the blessing that comes from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the order of Melchizedek. You see, um, it is real, right? And the Jews have always been above the system, a lot of them. But now it's time for a change. God bless the Jews and the Messianic ones. Their blessings is, you know, is, is sanctified, you know. But I believe that there's going to be an exchange taking place in these last days where there's going to be a new breed rising, the body of Christ. It's not going to be just mixed bricks and mortar. It's going to be a breed. It's going to be a people going to rise up in this realm of understanding having revelation of the kingdom of heaven, of tapping into this seed line that comes from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, where they're understanding they are above the system. It's like um, John the Baptist said that he, he who comes from above is above all. And he's talking about Jesus, but we've been raised up, Ephesians 2.6. We've been raised up with Christ and we're seated in heavenly places, so therefore we're from above. And we have authority to reign in that from above and be above the system of the world. There's a lot of Christians out there at the moment are getting their heads smashed in because they're a slave to the system. But there's a new breed rising where they're going to, where we are going to come into a place where, where we're going to touch the dew of heaven and the riches of the earth, the wine and the grain, and nations will bow down to us. And that was something was decreed over Jacob from Isaac instead of Esau in Genesis um, in Genesis uh, 27 I believe it is um, where he said you're going to receive he said to um, Jacob I, re I release the blessings of heaven the dew of heaven the riches of the earth the wine the grain and nations will bow down to you now with Esau he said didn't say the Jew of heaven first. He said the fruit of the earth, which I believe is the sweating the brow, then the Jew of heaven, and you will serve your brother. And I believe some Christians, some believers are a slave to that. What's been spoken over Esau is the sweat of the brow. Right? There's nothing wrong with hard work, but what I'm saying is people are working so just get ends meet. People working and they're slave to a merry-go-round. It's like a merry-go-round. It's like a system of the world where they're just getting by. And then one day we'll get the Jew of heaven when we die. And then we are, we serve our brother. We're a slave to big brother, the system. And that's what um, that's what I believe many Christians are bound by. But there's something coming where God is releasing such great revelation where they tap into things like witty inventions. It mentions that in Proverbs. Coming to such revelation of what it is to create wealth, what it is to be able to have influence over governments and favor coming upon them. Like when, when Abraham, when he went to Egypt, he heard from the he heard a word of the Lord initially, leave your parents, I'm going to send you to the promised land. And what happens, he goes straight into famine. 
that's the time to get intimate with the Lord. And then he goes into Egypt, has great favor, comes out very wealthy. So this is what I'm talking about, is people are going to be raised up who are seers, who are walking the realm as being a gate, governing the kingdom on earth, and there's going to be extreme favor coming upon them. I'm not saying it's going to it's a quick, rich scheme or anything like that, but I'm saying that it's actually, you know, God doesn't want us to work like slaves to a system where we're not actually being effective to the kingdom of God. And this is what I see happening. There is actually a whole new breed rising up, and they're going to be raised up equal as some of this Jewish family, and they're going to have, and it's not about being rich, but it's about having the wealth and this is all part and parcel of the bride looking beautiful before the Lord, is having the wealth for the billion soul harvest that's coming to planet Earth. I'm, I hope I'm making sense. Wow. Really appreciate your thoughts, Adam. Folks, unfortunately, Adam has to go. And I am going to tell you where you can get more from him. He has three books, Divinity Code, the Supernatural Man and From Heaven to Earth, Walking as a Spiritual Highlander. His website's voiceoffireministries.org, thedivinitycode.org. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's correct. And also there's Field of Dreams as well. Fieldofdreams.org.au. Adam, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, brother. Hey, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here, and it's great to connect with you and hopefully we can connect again oh we will be connecting again folks until next time god bless and godspeed discovering the truth with dan deval is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of god to equip you with faith in jesus christ and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov 
careers.